Welcome to the inaugural first pitch of the YOY podcast, where we're going to sit around and vent our frustrations with the Seattle Mariners, because only those you love can hurt you. Yeah. Especially this deeply. So what we're going to do in this podcast is we're just going to kind of sit around and discuss all of the most frustrating aspects (laughs) of being a Seattle Mariners fan. So basically, we're not short on content. No. So, you know, frustration, I think, comes in the form of players. Mm -hmm. Comes in the form of disappointing seasons. Mm -hmm. It comes in the form of games that uh, end up in maybe throwing equipment out of windows, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, But it's not all going to be... We're not, we're not going to nag the Mariners. We're not going to nag them because this comes from a place of love. It does. As you have said to me before, it comes from a place of like personal therapy. Absolutely. Yeah, this I is going to be it's a lot cheaper than a therapist. Yes. We don't have to pay a copay. Mm-mm. There's no need to meet with our regular physician. There's so, no referral process. No referral right? process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we get to swear more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they frown on that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like at them. Yeah. Yeah, they don't appreciate it. <laughs> So this one, this is going to be a piece of therapy for everybody involved, and we're going to kind of break it down. But we're not doing this because we hate them or because we're just no. being haters. No. No. We're doing this because we love them. Yes. And they continue to hurt us. I know for me, Mariners is my, it's my favorite sports team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Okay. And that's, and that's why it's so frustrating. Yeah. Longest running fandom for me. Yes. Uh, and it's the one that every year you talk yourself <laughs> into it. <laughs> Like an, abusive like an abusive relationship. <laughs> Every year you're like, wait a minute, uh-huh. this time it's going to be different. And then it turns out to be just painfully the same. At some at some point, like midway through the season, the Mariners goes out to the convenience store to buy a pack of cigarettes, and then they just never return. Nope. Never again. Yeah. So who are we? That's a very excellent question. <laughs> For an existential <laughs> episode one. So uh, we are old friends and we have had these discussions without the use of recording equipment before Mm -hmm. but now we're going to share it with the world right Uh, i am tyler i have uh, been writing on the internet about sports for quite a while so Mm -hmm. i kind of am understanding of being careful of our tone let's let's uh let's be more specific you've been paid to write about i have been paid to write about sports okay not well (laughs) But you weren't just like ranting on Facebook. I wasn't. No, okay. no. I understand. I understand page breaks. I understand where paragraphs go. I understand basic formatting. I have. I have risen above the Facebook rant. Okay. I understand that the caps lock is a tool mm-hmm. not to be abused. Mm-hmm. See, that is uh, where we differ. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that, that is my <laughs> like uh, that. That is my uh, history with writing on the internet about sports is mostly all caps. Yeah. Uh, Facebook statuses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to give, that's our yin and yang. <laughs> you, I can bring you back to earth, man. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I will talk you into continuing on with this terrible, <laughs> terrible one-sided relationship. I, I like that. That's fine. All right. So your, uh, your, your name is Tyler. It is. Okay. And you've been writing about sports uh, semi-professionally. Semi-professionally. Would you say minor leagues? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So why do you? Why did you want to do a podcast? Uh, my fingers started to hurt. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, it's a lot easier to just word vomit 
when you are talking about something. Yeah. It's a different it's a different method of approaching it, and I think this is going to be much more cathartic than <laughs> writing writing a, an overly negative novel length yes. analysis of what what goes on with the Seattle Mariners. And you know, you and I were talking about doing this, mm-hmm. and we thought that it would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then that 2016 season started, right? And we were affirmed that this was the thing to do. Um, What happened in the opener of the 2016 season? Just for those people who maybe have avoided from now on, maybe after the 2015 Mm -hmm. season, they just decided we're no longer going to look at box scores. Yeah. Who have stumbled into this podcast accidentally and are like, well, I've already clicked. Mm Mm-hmm. It's rolling. It's downloaded. It's happening. It's happening. Just roll with it. Yeah. So here's so from a historical standpoint, (laughs) the Seattle Mariners have been excellent on opening day, Mm -hmm. mainly because they get to put Felix Hernandez on the hill, and no one is hurt yet. Mm -hmm. From a historical standpoint, to the point of making MLB history. Yes. Longest running opening day winning streak. The second longest. longest. Yeah. Second longest. They were going to tie the record this year. Mm -hmm. They have Felix on the mound. Mm -hmm. And he looked pretty good. He had some some control issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he gave up one hit. He gave up one hit? One hit. That's astounding. That's excellent. You would think. That's one hit away from a no-hitter. One hit away from a no-hitter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, And then the bullpen came in. Uh And the bullpen was going to be the weakness of this Uh team. Uh, the bullpen gave up zero hits. So they they gave up one less hit than yeah. Felix did. Yeah. That's so incredible. as a team, the Seattle Mariners gave one, up one hit the Texas Rangers. One the hit the Texas Rangers. ALS champion Texas Rangers. That's amazing. That's amazing. So they lost 3-2. Oh. Because they find this special way <laughs> to hurt you. Yeah. Felix got mm-hmm. a little off track in the fifth. Walked mm-hmm. a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. And then the defense behind him booted a couple balls. Okay. Bingo, bango. Yeah. You're down 3-2. Wow. And clearly, you've already gotten two hits right. early in the game. Right. Robinson Cano passed the year. Looked right. good. Right. Uh, so you guys are tapped. Yeah. So that's it. That's, that's, all, that's, you it. that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Wow. Yeah. As my dad, <clears throat> my dad being a longtime Mariners fan, it's a person who got me interested in the Mariners. How he, dare he? Uh, and, and also, a, and this is a whole separate podcast mm-hmm. if we're going to go into Washington State Cougars oh, yeah. history in terms of football, he likes to use the phrase, snatching defeat from the claws of victory. Oh, yeah. Classic Mariners tool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a special it, it, it's, a, it's a grab bag of new techniques, <laughs> new ways that they, they always see this like Hermione's bag and Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Like you can always There's no end. There's you no know what we're going to do this time? How about... How about errors by former Gold Glove third yeah. baseman, um, outstanding new shortstop? Yeah. Um, the awesome. basically the top of our defense, mm-hmm. the best defenders we have. Mm-hmm. Let's have them boot a couple balls. Okay, just for fun, just see how it feels. Mm-hmm. We'll try it on. Yeah, I I remember uh, paying attention to the uh, score on my phone as I am wont to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw the final score, and then I like blacked out for a little bit. Yeah. And then I did this thing that you were talking about, maybe not doing as mm-hmm. much, which is ranting on Facebook. Yeah. So it that's where our styles not really... safe for work. I remember. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then reaching out to you and saying, "This is it. Yeah, this, this is, is this this is how we know yeah. that it should be done." The baseball gods have smiled <laughs> upon us in our painful endeavors. <laughs> 
So, um, you're Tyler Brett. I am Tyler Brett. I I am also Tyler. Oh no. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. We should have like we should have talked about continually, this. continually going to be a problem. And I'm not going to call you Brett. No. And you're not going to call me Soldat. Well, no. People are just going to have to figure it out. They will. I I hope that our voices are slightly different, and that they uh, don't. So do I, but we haven't recorded yet. They don't think that it's just one person who was. <laughs> who, who created? Who recorded himself talking about the Seattle Mariners twice, changing his voice slightly, but was too lazy to come up with a second name. If there was a sports team that would make you eventually start uh, talking to yourself in like that kind of thought out way, it would be the Seattle. Mariners. I think it might be. Yeah. So it's very reasonable. So that it's a lot plausible of right now. Yeah, it's plausible. You're gonna have to take us at our word. <laughs> That it's not no, <laughs> that that one of us is not an insane version of yeah. the other. Okay. Yeah. As I think you mentioned before, I do not have uh, any background in writing semi-professionally minor league ball mm-hmm. about sports. I choose the Facebook all caps version of that. Um, but I as well have been a lifelong Mariner fan, um, like you. And I think the the inspiration for doing something about this. All, the the therapy side is what is important because I feel, and I I know that you feel this way too. I feel crazy sometimes. I feel crazy about how I watch them. I I did not used to be a superstitious person, but I I can't watch them live nope. anymore. I turn the TV off. I I I can't get excited about a win streak anymore. I'm waiting for it to end. Mm-hmm. If I see that a game is tied going into the top of the ninth at Safeco Field, mm-hmm. I already in my head go, oh, we probably lost by a run or two. This is what the Mariners have like yeah. done to me yes. psychologically. You are perpetually waiting for that other shoe yes. to drop. Yes. No, and so this is a way to... What I'm trying to determine, and, and, and I, I think what we're going to get at at the heart of this podcast is, is there something different about the Mariners, statistically speaking? Mm-hmm. Was, that, was the Seattle Mariners organization built on top of an Indian <laughs> did they Did they insult a witch mm-hmm. who cursed them? Yeah. A gypsy woman, if you yes. will. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is yeah. plausible. Somewhere Pikes. there's an old gypsy woman yeah. with like a, like a broken windshield, like a ball, yeah. maybe spring training went yeah. through. I don't know why an old gypsy woman would be driving a car by spring training. Or be but. in Arizona. <laughs> but, you know, everybody has to retire somewhere. If there's one place an old gypsy woman would go to, it would probably be Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on their state seal. I don't know that for sure. And I don't want to research it. Nope. So I'm just going to say, yeah. This, the you know state seal of Arizona, old gypsy woman. I would say Arizona deserves nothing more than that. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. Yeah. I think that's the best representation. It's the best that we're going to do, and it's the hardest we're going to try. It's true. That could be a running model as well. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about our approaches to this. Mm-hmm. Neither of which are going to be professional no. in any way, shape, or form. No. How, how are you looking at the Mariners as an organization and as a group of horribly abusive individual baseball players? Here's, here's how I approach the Seattle Mariners. Every time that they have a change in leadership mm-hmm. or every time that they make a big move, mm-hmm. 
I go, oh, okay. I look forward to seeing how they screw this up. Mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing how this person, previously illustrious career, takes a nosedive mm -hmm. right into Puget Sound. Mm -hmm. It's always exciting to see. Yeah. From a purely self-inflicted wound <laughs> type of type of way. I, I think... The masochist think, in me loves baseball Yeah, season. yeah. I was, I was going to say that's going to be definitely uh, something that we'll probably come across quite clearly, mm -hmm. is that you need to be some kind of masochist in order to be able to enjoy Seattle Mariners baseball. Because it it's, certainly it's helps. Be painful. <laughs> I, um, feel like, I feel like at the front of Safeco Field, mm -hmm. they should put one of those demotivational posters mm -hmm. that you see in like the worst person's cubicle at, mm -hmm. at your job that says... You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. <laughs> it's certainly... Uh, I would say, you don't have to be a masochist to, to come here, but it will help. You will leave much less disappointed. That, I think, is a, uh, a tramp stamp tattoo for Jack Ramsey. I think so. Either one, mm -hmm. really. Probably in full color. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> As well? I would think so. This is our inaugural episode. It is. Um, so we are going to... I just realized, by the way... That in this room, I'm I'm very glad that we're locked in this room, um, and that no one can see how short my shorts are. It's only for me. I <laughs> all of a sudden I'm very like conscious, consciously aware that they're I well think, above the knee. Yeah. So here's what happens when you get a little bit older. This happened to me last summer. <laughs> I went shopping for shorts, mm -hmm. and up until that point, I had always gotten the below the knee right. cargo short. Yeah. Look, because right. that's what you wore in college because you wanted to store a bunch of junk. And, and we're children of the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. And last year, I went short shopping with my wife. And I was like, oh, these look pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I tried them on. And I was like, oh, my God, these are dad shorts. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't then go through with the purchase? Oh, I absolutely did. I bought three pairs. <laughs> Okay, good, because that's exactly what I, I bought. Did. Yeah, now every year I buy at least a couple pairs of dad shorts because mm -hmm. those things are comfortable. Adulthood is being able to buy above the knee shorts. Yeah, I think I think that's that's when you pass that. Yeah, that's when you know that threshold. Yeah, that's when you know. Mm -hmm. Native Americans, when they were uh, transitioning from boyhood to adulthood, they would send the children out into the. Uh, hills mm -hmm. uh, to ponder life and buy above the knee shorts. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's how they knew they were ready to come back. Mm -hmm. Okay, they try to come back with long shorts. Like, no, you're not ready. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Go fashion yourself a pair yeah. of scissors. Exactly. Uh, Tyler, mm -hmm. in this first episode, since we're not going to be discussing what we're what we'll normally discuss, mm -hmm. each each episode, mm -hmm. I think we should probably point this out. We're hoping to cover something. Something. A person who maybe should never have been with the Mariners mm -hmm. in the first place. Someone who maybe was great in their previous role. Mm -hmm. Brought over to the Mariners organization and fell into the swirling vortex of doom that mm -hmm. is Safeco Field. Yeah. And, uh, and never really recovered. Or someone who played for the Mariners... Uh, I, I should probably use quotation marks when I say played yeah. for the Mariners and then left and then blossomed. Yeah. What else? What am, what am I missing? Uh, young men who had their dreams fulfilled by being drafted mm -hmm. into Congratulations. the major leagues or yeah. the minor leagues, I guess, to start off with. It's fantastic. Uh, only to have their development destroyed at the hands of the Seattle Mariners farm system. Yeah, that must be a weird feeling to be 
drafted by mm-hmm. the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, it's, it's hit or miss. <laughs> More miss than hit. I feel like I feel like uh, because you know every few years there is a team in the NFL draft mm-hmm. who's like we are interested in drafting the number one college player, mm-hmm. and that college player says no, thank you, mm-hmm. and then they basically throw a fit until someone else drafts them or that team trades right. away the pick. I think that was a San Diego Chargers Eli Manning situation. The last one, yeah, was Eli Manning. The San Diego Chargers were like, "Hey, we're interested in drafting you, Eli," and Eli's like, "No, thank you, man." Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like if players had that kind of negotiating power <laughs> in baseball, in baseball, the Seattle Mariners would be the San Diego Chargers nine times out of ten, where somebody would be like, because the Mariners draft very high in the draft, right. Pretty much all the time. As a virtue of yeah. uh, their poor performance yeah. on the field during the season. Exactly. That's, I think so that's a strategy, yeah. would you say? But then... <laughs> but then the strategy doesn't work out. No. And we saw that in the NBA with the 76ers, mm-hmm. whose plan was to lose as many games over the last four years as possible. Okay, so that's, so that's the, part one. That's part one. Step okay. one, lose Step one. constantly. Okay. Step two... Acquire high draft picks. Mm-hmm. Step three, question mark. Mm-hmm. Step four, profit. <laughs> and they kind of got bogged down getting from that step two to step three. Yeah. The question marks really tripped them up. Yeah. And uh, so now they're just a terrible, terrible <laughs> basketball team. And um, so that's on the that's on the person side of things. Mm-hmm. And now. As, as we all know, baseball teams are comprised of persons. They are. A group of people, mm-hmm. one might say. You might. Um, and sometimes those teams have certain expectations. They do. I might use last year's Seattle Mariners as the most recent example. 2015 Seattle Mariners with Nelson Cruz, mm-hmm. Robinson Cano, mm-hmm. Sashi Iwakuma, Felix Hernandez, Kyle Seeger, like... You got this great core. I'm excited to see how they do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, spoilers. No, sorry, sorry. They already played. How did they? Uh, spoilers. Um, poorly. Poorly. They did very poorly. That's upsetting. Yeah. Basically, everyone lost their job. Oh. And then they hired back a couple of, the good, <laughs> a couple of the good players. So basically, they went in and they said, okay, here's the deal. Everyone. You're fired. Mm-hmm. But wait, you and you and maybe you just hang out. Stop. Stay stay where you are. Everybody else, you're gone. And so they've had to clean house. Mm-hmm. And it feels like this is a every few years type of type of thing where mm-hmm. they'll bring somebody in. Mm-hmm. They'll have a quote unquote plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that plan will end up giving them nothing. Yeah. Or not unless, being a real plan. Unless the plan secretly <laughs> is lose as many games as possible and lower the bar of expectations. I I honestly don't know if it can get much lower. I honestly don't. I, I, I think uh, it would be interesting, again, because we are not professionals. We're not. I don't know what their average attendance has been over the last couple of years, but I cannot imagine that it is very high. Um, it has started to dip. I know that. Yeah. I don't have any numbers, but I know that it has dipped. Because they were sold out for the first five, six years that Safeco was, because it, yeah. it was an event. And then you had, like, the teams that were successful right. winning 90 to 116 games. Right. 
Uh, and then you've had, you know, less than that <laughs> in recent years. And now you're uh, you're competing with a uh, an expansion major league soccer team mm-hmm. uh, for um, actually I wouldn't say competing because they are like you far, are losing, yeah, losing, far outpacing them, losing to soccer. Um, which again, not a knock against soccer. No, they are they're very good. No, but it's a little embarrassing. It's a little, it's a little bit. Should we go into what we want to do in this first episode? Let's do this first episode. So in this first episode, we don't have a specific player or season or, or, or game that we're going to talk about. We're going to kind of give you an overview of what of some of the things that have shaped our fandoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about... And our, led to our paranoia. And, and led to our drinking problem <laughs> and our paranoia. I wouldn't say it's a problem. I'm very good at it now. I, yeah. No, we're very skilled. Very skilled. But... I don't know if it's if it's the way you are were we, not what we were intended the way we were intended to watch baseball. That's true. Think. That's true. So we're going to talk about our first Mariners memory, our worst Mariners memory. We're going to try and pick one. We're going to have a large hat, one of those big yeah. drums that you see at yeah. bingo halls, and we're going to pick a couple. And then also to because we're not trying to just neg on the Mariners. Right. We are going to finish with our best Mariners memory. Because again. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a place abusive, of love. Abusive, horribly is, abusive love. There is a reason we still put up with this. <laughs> there is. And I think that's the important thing. Like, if we were totally fed up and not caring about it anymore, there would be no way that this podcast would be taking place. It would not. There was like, no, there was an amount of emotional be, investment. There would be no passion place. involved yeah. if we did not care and yeah. want them to succeed. Yeah. Which is why I can't watch baseball with my family. <laughs> Because there's still too much passion and there's emotion. Too much passion and emotion. <laughs> so why don't why don't you go first? What is your first Mariners memory? My first Mariners memory. I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. It was 1997. Mm-hmm. So a couple years after the refuse to lose season, everybody Classic. in Seattle is That's still. That's such a great motto. By yeah, the way. it was. They should they should try that again. Not just <laughs> not just saying it, but actually refusing <laughs> to lose. I think that would be a good strategy moving forward. It was 1997. I was in fifth grade. It was Little League Day at uh, the Kingdom. Uh, we had we got to walk on the field before the game, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had probably the worst seats in the place, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I stood up to cheer, I did hit my head on the roof of the Kingdom. So... <laughs> Is that be- Those that's, are, was that because the roof was lower, or you were just an exceptionally tall Little League? Uh, it was because I was basically forced into this seat that was up against the roof. Okay. They were like really... Like sideways? Yeah, they were really banky. <laughs> it was more of a cot situation, uh, like a bunk bed, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were way up there, but it, the game ended up being great. Uh, they play, were playing the Yankees mm-hmm. during the Yankees, you know. Stupid heyday of the 90s. David Cohn was pitching for the Yankees. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we had a young upstart on the mound ourselves named Ken Cloud. Ken Cloud. Ken Cloud. Okay. If you don't remember Ken Cloud, it's because <laughs> he lasted a very short time okay. in baseball. I'm sure he's very successful at whatever he's doing now. But he, he had a... Like Venture a, capital? I, I would hope. Okay. I mean, he, the baseball contracts are guaranteed. <laughs> So he had a lump sum to work with. Right, right. So Ken Cloud going up against David Cohn. He's, Ken Cloud's a rookie. David Cohn, obviously not a rookie. Right. Very well established. 
But the Mariners, because they're still in that scrappy, refusing to lose mentality right. period, uh, kind of stick it to them. And towards the end of the game, they're down 3-1. But Ken Griffey Jr. comes up. Nice. Hits a triple, two-run triple, ties the game at three. So everybody's going crazy. That's great. Two innings later, the beautiful unicorn that is Dan Wilson <laughs> hits oh. a two-run home run. Oh, my God. Mariners win 5-3. Everybody goes home happy. Oh. And it was great. There was... Just think about this for, for a moment. There was a time in our lives mm-hmm. when Ken Griffey Jr. could hit triples and Dan Wilson could hit home runs. Yes. There that's was a time a, in our amazing. lives when the a Seattle Mariners catcher didn't hit ninth in the order by virtue of being the Seattle Mariners catcher. Just by principle, I think, they now have to hit ninth. Yeah. By well, principle and also talent at the plate. But you look at that, that roster. So that was Dan Wilson, obviously still, still hitting well. Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime. Mm-hmm. You had Alex Rodriguez. Had Buner, yeah. You had um, all these great players. Mm-hmm. Randy Johnson was in the building somewhere, not Edgar, pitching. How are we not Edgar, about Edgar. Edgar Martinez had a great game. Is Cora still playing them? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So okay. They have Joey Cora. My God, that was a murderer's row. <laughs> Sorry, that was the Seattle Mariners version of murderer's row. Murderer's light. Yeah, we could call them. Yeah. I'm I'm looking it up now again because we are a non-professional. Uh, we are a group of people. Ken Cloud played two years. He did in the Major League Baseball uh, organization. World. Yes, for the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was so, not lying. So, so I did you not... were you were a very that was a rare feat. I, you got to see this yeah, person. I pitch. did not make him up. He was not <laughs> a figment of my imagination. He was so good for a very brief period of time. Mm-hmm. That I I remember watching a game he pitched against the, probably the White Sox, mm-hmm. and he had his own graphic. So whenever he came off the field, like and back in those innings, days, those were hand drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a painstaking, <laughs> painstaking thing to do. Uh, every time between innings, when he finished pitching, they would put this infographic of clouds blowing across the screen. That's amazing. It was pretty for a fifth grader. <laughs> That was basically it. I was I was sold. How many times did you see someone else pitch? Like, how do you know, how do you know that that's not just like the inning is over? Like, well, whenever because I I remember watching that game visiting uh, some family who were older, and so they always watched the Mariners games on TV. Okay. So I watched a, a lot of the Mariners games whenever we were visiting, and even at home I would try and catch with them when I could, but. Uh, there, yeah, that was not. That was a very specific image mm-hmm. to conjure up. That probably would not have. Like if they had done that for a Randy Johnson, <laughs> they would have gotten letters going. Why? That's true. That's why true. did I? Why are you guys showing the weather? Yeah, on my Randy Johnson. I'm not. I'm not sure what you're going for. Yeah, it's not. Right. It's not connecting. Okay. I like that. I like that. So you got to see Mariners win. I did. That's awesome. That's the, again, that's a rare feat. Should I, I, should, I should give my first yes my first Mariners memory. I um I'm gonna give you two okay. because one is is only so you're, so you're a so cheater and a liar. I am a cheater and a liar. Or my first Mariners memory that. is uh, when I was much much younger. Um, 
and and again, I have a terrible memory. Um, we just had lunch. I don't completely remember even where we went or what I had for lunch. Um, probably the incredible amount of beer you drank. It was probably the incredible that, amount of beer. That drinking not yes. problem. <laughs> um, uh, I am playing catch with my dad mm-hmm. in the in the backyard, and I'm listening to Dave Niehaus call a game on our. My dad had a little portable radio. We put mm-hmm. it out on the on the patio, and in the summertime, we would go out and and play catch and 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 listen to Niehaus and and um, uh, Rick Riz call call games mm-hmm. that is that's a very vague like general but like beautiful norman rockwell americana like version of uh, like experiencing baseball for the first time so i'm going to give you my other memory because okay. that's that one's garbage that was basically as <clears throat> basically that macklemore song yeah oh god <sighs> you basically could, just could, described the macklemore song yeah. to me so so uh we go to a game in the kingdom this is um Grade school, I'm going to say probably fourth or fifth grade, so 96, 97, around mm-hmm. in there. Um, I don't remember how the game turned out, um, but this to me is a defining Mariners moment because it's the first time I ever cussed in front of my dad. And it, 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 you, you see yeah. where I'm going with this? It's yeah. all coming full circle. Yeah. We leave the game. We're walking out of the kingdom into Soto, Seattle, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. south downtown um, beautifully sketchy part of town yep. along the uh, the train tracks, and um, so we're leaving, and uh, we're we're walking back to our car because back in those days we didn't park in the parking garage. You were walking what was at least you know ten twenty miles to get to the kingdom from where you parked in Tacoma, mm-hmm. and um, I remember looking down at my as I'm stepping down with my foot. And seeing below me, oh, there's there's a nail sticking out of the ground, and I was I saw it just in time enough to watch the nail penetrate my shoe, yeah. and then stick up to the bottom or the stick up the top of the shoe on its on its way back up, still in mid stride. So as I continue the step, I yeah. pick up what happens to be incredibly ironically a pedestrian crossing sign <laughs> that had fallen off. Picked it up with me, and I remember saying. Ow, shit, ow, shit. And it was the first time I'd ever cussed in front of my father. Yeah. And he turned around and he said, what did you say? And I just, I like pointed at my foot, which was keeping the sign in place. Yeah. And he let out his own string. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I, I got to sit on top of a cop car and had my foot bandaged. There you go. So again, I don't know who was playing. Yeah. I don't know if the game was won. I just remember it being incredibly painful, incredibly, but kind of cool at the same time. Incredibly painful experience. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> you're a green seer. Where you, were, you had an experience that was basically going to define your future experiences mm-hmm. unto all time. Yeah. So that's so yeah. you got that going for you. So The most surprising part of that story, <clears throat> yes. the swear word was not... Because of the way the Mariners play, <laughs> they may, it probably they may puts have, you in the mindset. It could have been a Ken Cloud game. Yeah, they might have won. Who knows? So that's my that's my that's my first memory. Um, and because this is the YOY podcast, we have to talk about our worst memory. We do. Yeah, it's so, going to be a central theme. Dare I ask you what your worst memory is? This was <laughs> my worst memory, and this is because of. Uh, the age I was. I was a very okay. impressionable young man. Um, 
Alex Rodriguez hit free agency. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I bit his PR line hook and singer. Mm-hmm. I believed him. And he was like, I went on to play for a contender. And I was like, well, we have a good shot at resigning him then. Right. He was a home t- homegrown prospect. Mm-hmm. He was basically the center of what we were doing in Seattle at the time in mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah, he hit free agency at the end of the 2000 season. Yeah, yeah. So, it's nine, so it's 2000. We survived Y2K. Mm-hmm. I had a good feeling that A-Rod was going to re-sign. Mm-hmm. And because of this whole spiel about I want to play for a contender. Yeah. It didn't work out. No. Instead, he not. signed a ludicrous contract for $252 million yeah. with the Texas Rangers. At the time, the was only, the largest? It was. Okay. By, like, by far. Okay. Like I think, I think what happened in the negotiations was the the owner of the of the Rangers put out a very large figure, mm-hmm. and A Rod's agent was like, "How much?" And he's like, "Okay, you got me two hundred and fifty-two million." <laughs> he he upped himself, which is not a great negotiating no. strategy, and it's no. probably why the Rangers still have yet to win a World Series. So he ends up signing there, and mm-hmm. it's the first time because this is two thousand. Right, I am in like eighth grade. Right. And I, it was the first time I remember distinctly being lied to by a professional oh my God. athlete. That cuts deep. And so, <laughs> you know, he wasn't like speaking directly at you. Like, he, no, he wasn't we, like Tyler we were, Red. Like. We were pretty close. <laughs> so this was, this 2000 was a year of innocence lost, <laughs> we'll say. And I just remember I had this poster up in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. For like nine, for like uh, ninety-seven on until basically this point, I think. Uh, in it, from left to right, mm-hmm. Randy Johnson, oh boy, Ken Griffey Jr., uh-huh. Alex Rodriguez, uh-huh. Jay Buhner, yep, Edgar Martinez. Uh-huh. Nineteen ninety-eight, Randy Johnson leaves. Yep. Ninety-nine, Ken Griffey Jr. leaves. Mm-hmm. Two thousand, Alex Rodriguez leaves. Yep. 2001, Jay Buhner leaves. Yep. So basically, <laughs> after this happens, I went home. I said, well, you're not a poster. <laughs> it's like the picture right. from Back to the Future. Yeah, you're a prophet slowly... of doom is what you are. <laughs> I just remember being like hit so hard. Like, but he said. <laughs> it just, he said he wanted to play for a contender. The Rangers are the only team worse than us. Mm-hmm. And I felt at that time we had a good nucleus. We thought mm-hmm. we would make a good push because it was the off season. So of course I talked myself into winning the West. Yep. And it, as a Mariners as fan, a Mariners does every off season. Every off season, it's the right. Of, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that being the first time that I was like, <laughs> major league athletes can lie. Yeah. Like, they're not bound by what they say in yeah. PR interviews to local newspapers. <laughs> Who knew? My mind was blown. Yeah. My innocence was lost. Yeah. How many times would you say in the next month you listened to R.E.M.'s Everybody Hurts? I think it was on loop. <laughs> That's only because Nickelback had not yet recorded the song. What did you do with the poster? Now I, now I want to know because... Did you burn it? You're looking at me I, like you... <laughs> no, I did not... I did not keep it. I think I filed it away after that happened. Uh, 
uh, I think I found it later in a box during one of my moves during adulthood, and I was like, well, this has to be burned. I only ever had one Mariner's poster, and it was a, um, I wouldn't say egregiously homoerotic. Uh, it was certainly noticeably homoerotic mm-hmm. poster of Edgar Martinez posing on a motorcycle. <laughs> um, I, and I had it above my bed because, gosh darn it, if I didn't want to be like Edgar Martinez. Well, who didn't? So, um, and you know what? He's a handsome guy. He is. And, I, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Wow, that's really rough. Yeah. So Alex Rodriguez was kind of like your catcher in the rye. A little bit, yeah. That was the turning point. I was like, (laughs) everything is a lie. Everybody leaves. Yikes. I suppose I should talk about mine. Mine is is painful Mm -hmm. because it comes after a long history of being let down. Whereas I I feel like you and I are kind of having opposite end spectrum worst moments because yours was the beginning of what I feel like is going to be a cycle of abuse by the Mariners organization. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine really came at a time when I should have sat down after it happened and said, should have seen this coming a mile away. That is June, I believe it was June 2nd, 2010. Mm-hmm. Griffey Jr. announces his retirement mid-season. I believe he's on a plane because he cannot stand to work with the Seattle Mariners anymore. And, and it's understandable. Oh, it's completely understandable. What makes it so horrific to me is that here the Mariners had brought him back and I mean you I'm sure you remember mm-hmm. the, just the insane sensation that was Ken Griffey Jr. returning to the Seattle Mariners organization yes. understanding that he's not going to be the kid even, even as just right. a swan song retirement right. tour and knowing that he's not going to stretch any plays right he's not going to get a lot of extra bases right. he's not going to hit for a lot of power no. But it's Ken Griffey Jr. But it's Ken Griffey Jr. And instead, in the 2010 season, and I have it up here because we're still semi-professional, mm-hmm. uh, he batted 184. Yeah. Uh, that's 18 for 98 with zero home runs and seven RBIs. In his defense. He really just wanted to fit in with the rest <laughs> of He's the guys in those That's what I like about yeah. Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. was trying to fit in with every. He's trying to be one of the guys. Right, right. Uh, right. It just so happened that the rest of the guys were terrible, terrible. <laughs> 184 hitters. is still good enough to get you into the upper echelon of yeah. the lineup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, I, I remember uh, because 2010 again, we could have a, a whole episode dedicated to that season. Um, it was already disappointing. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, oh my gosh, we were at that time. Uh, 10 games under 500 at the start of June. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, Don Wakamatsu was our, was our manager. Mm-hmm. There's already some rumblings about him not being able to control, uh, you know, the players and, and Griffey falling asleep in the dugout and generally kind of having checked out mentally. But this idea of like, no, 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 because Griffey equals good. Yeah. And I had this such a strong connection to Griffey equals good mm-hmm. and then seeing the Mariners destroy from the inside this person that was so strong like they had destroyed me I was like no they, they, they can't do that to him no like he 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 can't 
he can't break the way that I've been broken. <laughs> and then just knowing that it was that it that it was done. Yeah. And 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 just like that, with no ceremony, the greatest player in the history of the Mariners organization was just done. And yeah. I mean I mean done like could not be bothered to uh, finish out the series with the twins. They still had a game left in Minnesota. He, and I remember this. He retired, and then they had his bobblehead night. Yes. <laughs> like two months later. <laughs> and I remember that being like really awkward because I mean those bobbleheads were already made. Right. The promotions had already been set. Yeah. People were coming to Ken Griffey bobblehead night. Yeah. Whether or not Ken Griffey himself oh, was, was going to be at Ken Griffey Jr. bobblehead night. Yeah, that was bad. It was it was it was really bad. I have I have a quote here that I love. <clears throat> I was surprised by the swiftness of Kenny's decision. Do you know who that was? I don't. Who was that? That was uh, it was Chuck Armstrong. Yep, it was Chuck Armstrong. And whenever I read that, the first thing that I always want to say is, if you call him Kenny one more time, <laughs> I swear to God. I think we figured out why he quit. I think, <laughs> I think he, we figured out what prompted his immediate retirement. So that's that was the he probably had that same ultimatum on that plane. He was yeah. like, call me, call me Kenny one more time. See what happens. So I don't I don't know if I even watched the the rest of the 2010 season. I don't know if I watched much of the 2011 season and I I'm saying that of course I did because yeah. I, I remember being continually disappointed, depressed, yeah. It was uh that was that was a low point. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Man. Let's pick it back up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, cheer me I need a little it. pep in your step. Yeah. So the best memory I have of being a Mariners fan mm-hmm. actually happened immediately after my worst. <laughs> okay. So my worst, A-Rod lies, leaves, mm-hmm. basically says, see, I was not a contender. Mm-hmm. The 2001 season, mm-hmm. we have a new regime, a new core of players. Mm-hmm. Ichiro Suzuki comes in. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the team just goes crazy. Yeah, they were they were pretty good that season. They right? were decent. They were they were they were decent. They were pretty decent. Uh, basically, everyone made the All Star game, mm-hmm. which was also held at, at Safeco Field. Field. I remember the running joke that year around the All Star game was the All Star quote the All Star game just another Seattle Mariners home game. I love it because you had Brett Boone. Mm-hmm. Which was is the craziest, <laughs> the craziest flash in the pan season, yeah. and you had that everybody everybody just they had their well. best yeah. seasons at the same, same time. time. Yeah. They go on to win 116 games, mm-hmm. but because they are the Seattle Mariners, mm-hmm. lose four one in the championship series. Yes, can't yes. Because after honestly what was a great division series against yeah. the White Sox. Yeah, but. I don't remember who they played in the championship. It was series. the Yankees. It was the Yankees. Yes. Lost four one to the Yankees. Because yes. of course they did. Of course they did. Because no success. <laughs> this is supposed to be the best memory. The so best I know. That's the bar that's been set. <laughs> that a year that filled with highs that ultimately ends losing to the Yankees is Still up there. The it's the top. It's the it's the bar. Is there a specific moment from the 2001 season that you were like, "This is this is the best." Like this I, is this is baseball. This I is just my- remember 
in the midst of the success, in the midst of all the wins, mm -hmm. and in the midst of everybody playing great, mm -hmm. I just remember, and remember, I am, what, like in ninth grade? So I'm a freshman, 2001. I'm a freshman in, in high school. Yeah. I remember the defining feeling of that season was, yeah, fuck you, A-Run. <laughs> so I, I don't remember a specific moment, but that feeling has kept me warm on some cold, cold nights. So really, your best Mariner's memory stems from a point of just pure, unadulterated uh, vindictiveness against a former player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm yeah. glad that you're not a bummer. Yeah, my joy, <laughs> my joy is really rooted in my hatred. That's that's fantastic. Which that's fantastic. I feel like that should be like we should figure out how that's said in Latin, <laughs> and then put it on a seal for the. Well, there's Seattle a Mariners. you know there's there's a kind of um, there's there's a, there's a German word for it, and I don't I don't remember what it is. It's, it's Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying uh, enjoyment at someone else's being. Uh, yeah, expense. being a yeah. semi-professional sports writer on the internet, <laughs> you become very <laughs> familiar with Schadenfreude. <laughs> That's 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 fantastic. I I too enjoyed the the 2001 season. Um, I particularly enjoyed our All Star third baseman Cal Ripken Jr. Um, getting to hit a home run uh, in the All Star game, mm -hmm. um, being served up from I don't remember who 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 pitched to him. Was it Randy Johnson? Because Ichiro, he... I remember Ichiro getting an infield hit mm -hmm. in the All Star game to start it off. Might have been because he was yeah he was in the National League at that point yeah and that was kind of his heyday yeah. with the with the Diamondbacks I know yeah but uh, yeah again I jest Keller whom I know was never Seattle Mariner <laughs> that's that's only in, on that day he was. only in my dreams um, my specific best Mariners moment is as an actual functioning memory this mm -hmm. time so be proud of me uh, from a game. And that was the game in which Edgar Martinez hit his 1,000th RBI, which happened to be a home run. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a home game against the Blue Jays. I was there with my parents. Nice. Um, so, you know, like all good baseball memories, I was there with my dad, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, we got to watch him hit the home run and the fireworks and, you know, the 1,000 RBIs comes up on the big yeah. screen at Safeco. And, um, you know, that was, that, was a, that was a great game. That was also... In 2001. It was. Um, Basically, if something good happened, <laughs> it probably happened in 2001. Or earlier. Or earlier. Yeah. Nothing after. Because, yeah. And as we, I'm sure, we'll dive into. <laughs> they won 116 games. The next two years, they won more than 90 games. They were still mm -hmm. competitive. Mm -hmm. And then after that, not so much. It's just, it just kind of feels kind of... Rode off gently into the sunset. Yeah. I think what happened was... October in Seattle mm -hmm. is so nice. There's it's so, so much nice. to do. It's so if nice. If you can get away from work, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Spend some time out on the sand. Mm -hmm. Go hiking. Yeah, you it's know? great. Not Who has hiking. time uh, for baseball? Certainly I, not the Seattle Mariners. I don't. I know I don't. That's awesome. October That's awesome. is prime me time. <laughs> in Seattle. You do you yeah. in October. Exactly. I think that's what you're saying. Exactly. Um, 
Well, I think that does it for the first episode. This, it, I already feel better. I do too. <laughs> I feel a lightness. I, I already feel better, and I already feel better than I thought I was going to feel. Yeah. This, which is fantastic. <laughs> we, we, we jotted down some notes of some of the things we wanted to, to, to do to wrap this up. One of the things you'd suggested was your, uh, because we're going to play a lot on our, our own internal fantasies of mm-hmm. what should have happened. Yeah. Um, of your dream GM scenario, either, I don't know if it's this year or in years past or some, some random time in the future, I'm sure you have an idea of, mm-hmm. of um, what kind of alternate universe you want to live in. Mm-hmm. We had talked about some of the uh, drafting difficulties, <laughs> we'll say, <laughs> That the Mariners have had. But, you know, that's so speculative. You never know yeah. who's going to pan out. Right. Um, so I think the most practical thing mm-hmm. that I could do mm-hmm. as Seattle Mariners GM mm-hmm. to put this franchise over the top mm-hmm. is to build a time machine uh-huh. and then kidnap Dan Wilson uh-huh. circa 1993 uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then bring him back and keep him in a cryogenic chamber so that he could hit uh-huh. forever. Yeah. I think that's basically, that's probably the, the one move that could save mm-hmm. us from having to watch All catchers right. hit one, two, <laughs> five, I like and, having, and then going, yeah, but he's kind of our best option. Yeah, I like that. That works. And the best part about that? Cryogenic chamber. It's rooted in science. <laughs> <laughs> we know uh, that can happen. Yeah. Science Just is... Real. I think you have so, to get that on loan from like Elon Musk. Yeah. That's the only way to... Well, I'm, I'm the Seattle Mayor's GM, so I have some... <laughs> I know some that's, people. That's, I'm sure you do. Um, speaking of GMs, I think if there is one move, move that I could make, can I say uh, also use a time machine to go back in time, uh, again, a Back to the Future type scenario mm-hmm. and prevent Jack Sarnzik from ever getting to helm the Seattle Mariners organization. There's there's some cryogenic freezing I'd yeah. like to do, but, you know, uh, it, it's for a, evil, a classic, not for preservation. Classic purposes. kill Hitler situation. evil he's going to rick. No one, of course, is comparing Jack Z to Hitler. We don't want to make that comparison, but... But... Yeah, nobody said he is. No Hitler. one, nobody said that. I want to make that very clear right now for liability purposes. <laughs> um... So, going forward, mm-hmm. um, we're going to try to get out uh, these episodes um, in a way that is mentally healthy, mm-hmm. um, both in terms of what we both have going on for our work schedules, um, and also because it, it, there, there is some pain involved in talking there about is. these things sometimes. When you rip open them, <laughs> you got to let, let it blister over mm-hmm. before you rip open another wound. Yeah, there's only so much blood inside us. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like the peeling off a scab mm-hmm. and then having Sean Figgins throw an errant ball into it. Yeah, but that presupposes that he could hit it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's a high level I'm, of accuracy. I'm thinking more like an error that like sails over uh, okay. first base and lands in the stands mm-hmm. and you know hurts a child um, forever again, scarring mm-hmm. them for yeah, baseball. Absolutely. Uh, as Sean Figgins was once. Or 
just setting the table for what they can expect <laughs> Later from, their, from their Seattle Mariner experience, much like your experience did. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll try to get these out. Uh, we probably want to release uh, every week mm-hmm. um, for now um, to get you some kind of regularity. Yeah, um, this is a learning experience for both of us. Yes. So um, please don't be mean. Uh, again, in the event that it doesn't work out that way. Yes. Uh, I am understanding this correctly. You do have a small child, is that right? I do. Okay. Is this okay. Maury? Uh, <laughs> come on out. Um, I I do as well have a small child, oh. and they are known to be, um, I'm trying to think of a better word than a uh, time suck. Yeah. Uh, in the most adorable and Absolutely. wonderful of ways. Absolutely, still. yeah. Um, yeah, they are not very giving with their time. No. And surprisingly enough, um, have not learned... Uh, to masochistically like baseball the way that we have yet. Nope. Um, I know my daughter could care less about the Mariners, and I'm so tempted to like keep it that way and <laughs> shield her from it like she never knew that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, so we'll try to get this out once a week um, or as time allows, but we'll, of course, let, let people know mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, more infrequent than that absolutely um oh we have we have contact information now we do uh, we're official we're very official semi-professional semi-professional um we have uh facebook mm-hmm. uh, so you can search us for us on facebook uh yoy mm-hmm. uh that should bring us up and we have a we have a gmail we do you can gmail us at yoy podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh send us questions send us comments uh, rate and review us on iTunes mm-hmm. uh, because that helps most of all. Uh, feedback, uh, maybe players that you want us to highlight, uh, games, uh, teams, questions. That uh, moment in time that drove you to drink. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely very happy to uh, start broadening the community of self-hating Mariners fans. Absolutely. Like that's, I'm, I'm. This is what this podcast is about. Again, this is therapy. Bringing a community of angry, disappointed people together. Yes, yes. And uh, I think that's it. I think I think we're good for for the inaugural episode one. Episode one. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm gonna, to I'm gonna you. shake your hand. Yeah. That's not gonna translate well to the audio, but no. But it was it, nice. It still it was means a, good a lot moment. to me. It was a good moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, as we sign off. Yep. There's gonna be a lot of why why moments. A lot. A lot of why why. But at the end of the day, it's all worth it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to live through that one my oh my. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Good job. <laughs>